podcast number three. Starting. Right, so I got good sent. <laughs> good evening. I uh, I got sent a link at work yesterday. Yeah. And I thought it would be perfect to discuss on a golf podcast. And its subject is golf is broke. Who's was it a marketing email or was it from yeah. someone specifically? Like from, was it was it like hi Mickey? Did it was it? from um, so Helen, the director yeah. at Ramside Golf Club, sent me this and she is subscribed to like marketing emails that a business puts out. It's almost like an online newsletter, Great. essentially. Yeah. Um, comes up with some good, pretty good ideas, yeah. to be fair. And she said, oh, I think you like this one. As soon as I read the first thing, I was like, oh, it's a podcast, 100%. So it's 10 reasons mm-hmm. why they think golf is broke. And to an extent, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of right. Number one. Well, number 10, we'll go 10 <laughs> So it says archaic rules and regulations at the club. Yeah. So the new rules, the new golf rules are a great start in the right direction on the course. Now let's work on those off the course issues like archaic dress codes, rules on guest play, yeah. women's play and cell phones. Only the airline business can get away with treating their customers like infant school children. The golf business can no longer. I love that analogy. I've never, never heard it put like that. Um, yeah, man, like whenever you're at course, they definitely could be more welcoming. They need to allow guests to play, obviously. Mm-hmm. They need to allow mobile phones, obviously. It should mm-hmm. actually be actively encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Well, because software... that's where the attention is. The attention is online, so we need yeah. to put more about the club online. Of course. I mean, it's so straightforward. And, and the fact that nowadays your phone actually helps your game as well. You can get all of your... If you can't afford a Garmin, if you have a smartphone, you can get the course guides on your phone, yeah. things like that, you can get the distances. So yeah, phones, I mean, it's a no, no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one ultimately spent, spans down to a lot of golf courses. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll be finding this are ran by um, like what they're called, like a, a, go, a, a governing body of like members. That's like a, the members clubs, yeah, committee. The, the That's committee, exactly it. Who's the committee made up of? Old members. Old members who are who make the regulate, who make everything, who, whose sort of decisions are all predicated on what's best for them. Let's decrease senior memberships. Let's increase junior. An example I've got, yeah. obviously I've been working with the Cotton Lodge recently, like an idol golf something near us, um, and their son is a member of Chessie Street Golf Club. Yeah. Uh, he's 17, his membership price doubled this year. They got a letter through the post. So right. Doubled. Doubled. Bloody hell. Yeah, and they're like, what? Yeah? Any, like, not even give an explanation or anything? No, no. So yeah. what, what they found, I think, if they've done a thing where, I think if you remember for over 20, 25 years, I don't know the exact, the exact time, um, you get to have to pay for membership. What they've realised all of a sudden is, oh, we've got like 100 members, all who have been members for over 20, 25 years, whatever the time limit is, yeah. and they're not paying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get this money back? Charge the kids. It's stupidest um, idea, rather. It's stupidest idea. Should should be saying, yeah. That it, I don't agree with it. I think the main reason for me why the archaic rules and regulations at the clubs have stuck there is because it's, it's like you say, the governing bodies and the committee members who govern the golf clubs themselves they set the rules they've been told the rules by people older than them yeah. and they're very strict on it they're very strict in, in setting their ways group of people golfers yeah. as a whole like this is how I'm doing it totally I, I don't care what everyone else thinks so we need to open up I think that's yeah. what it is we just need to open up to fresh ideas and I mean back to, my, back to my point earlier I think I'm a bit of a target as well I'm not the quietest person I'm quite brash obviously I always get my phone out on the course Ooh. I'm shouting I'm having a good time Yeah. yeah. so I, I, I get that but if if you put sort of one of our generation, it, let's pretend that, that mindset is, is, is sort of instilled in the older person. Yeah. Doesn't get a second look. It actually no. gets a laugh or a, like, or a yeah. comment, a positive comment or something. And I think the last one on there was the, the dress codes. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> let people play in t-shirts and joggers, please. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying let them go out in jeans and like look and scruffy. It's, there's, there's range wear now that you can wear that looks fine. And the fact of the matter is, you, you don't want to close any doors to potential no. members and there's, like, there's kids nowadays who just chill out with, I mean I wear joggers I wear joggers and joggers on night out sometimes like it's it's, 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 it's a change your yeah. world and yeah exactly and, and, and the thing is if, if the left barriers to entry the kids might look at some polo tops and be like oh I want one of them they might save up and buy it or get it for a Christmas or birthday yeah. or whatever and they can develop that but it, when they first start coming to golf courses they've just left the driving range scene they're ready yeah. to take on the course. Yeah. They shouldn't have to think about a huge build up for them. No, definitely not. And it doesn't mean you can't be uh, respectful and um, respect the members, the rules, the course with having a t shirt on. Of course you can. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's the bottom thing. It's 
just about perspective. I think that's the lack of bit of perspective about where everyone else has come from. Exactly. Yeah, correct. Number nine, uh, lack of a marketing strategy. I mean, this is quite a relevant one. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that actually in there? Yeah, yeah. Number nine. Oh, no, I've just sat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I have consulted at one time or another with over three thousand clubs. Yeah. Never once in our initial meeting has the club been able to articulate their marketing strategy, which means they don't have one. Which in turn means they are squandering most of their marketing dollars. Usually they never get one because they can never ever agree on what to give up to focus on what they do best and where the best <laughs> opportunity lies in their market to expand. See number six for additional details. We'll get to number six. But yeah, okay. marketing strategy. I mean, you'll know fine well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the, the revenue streams I've targeted for, for Just Jacks yeah. is I've identified the fact that courses are stuck in the early noughties and I can't seem to find any of them on Instagram. A few on Facebook, but it's very inactive. And they're not even on Instagram. I'm like, well, that's where all the kids spend the time. Well, that's where I spend my time. It's where up to probably, like, up to, up to the age of sort of mid 30s is where they spend yeah. the majority of the time. Give it 30 years so A bit older, maybe, maybe Facebook. But the, the point is, they haven't got an online social presence. Yeah. And because of the committee members or the marketing committee I've been quoted about when I've been speaking to, to other clubs, don't even know what what it is. Yeah, and they can't understand why people aren't coming through the doors. <laughs> yeah, I've got no online social presence, no brand, um, and the, the, no one's thinking creatively about it. They just want to. The committee only interested in keeping the prices right for themselves and keeping people out almost because they like it the way it is. Yeah, and, and you're right. There's no market. They, they can't afford to pay someone twenty grand to, to be a market manager for the year or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I thought it'd be good. Yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll talk about what I've been doing. Um, going to clubs and saying them. Pay me nothing for a month. I'll show you the the benefit of it. I'll show you the return on investment. Obviously, it's free, so it's going to be something. Yeah, but I'll show you how that. many more people I'll get there through through posting relevant and regular content online. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, what you've done there is, uh, and if if you were to go to them and say, right, I guarantee you, if you invest in social media properly, if you create some decent content for social media and release it, it will give you business. But I'm going to charge X thousand a month. And even if you said you're still going to make, you know, double that in profit or triple that in yeah. profit, they wouldn't actually believe you. So, yeah, so I, 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 yeah you've got to show them for free. So and that's why that's so it's that. such a good idea. I talked about it in the first podcast video. I was yeah. saying, I educate them and, sh- and show yeah. them through the process. I haven't got two ads yet. I'm leaving that. I'm going yeah. to show what you know. Kind of <laughs> then I'm going to say, right, if you spend a little bit of money, look, look how far can, yeah. it can go um, with how underpriced the, the attention is obviously on Facebook and in Instagram, um, and you're right, like it's a value proposition. Yeah, I'm never going to cost more than the revenue that I'll be creating for them. When you spoke to, because you spoke to two golf clubs now, when you actually first suggested social media mm-hmm. and came, what was? Di- I mean, were they against it? What were they? Did, were they quite open to the idea? So of it or what? One golf club um, literally didn't have didn't have a clue. Uh, they knew they knew Facebook was around. They had a Facebook page, but they weren't active on it. And if anything, they thought that posting regularly would, would annoy the members. I can't remember you said that. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I just took a big sigh. But then I was also I was also quite <laughs> I was also quite relieved because at that point I could I could obviously expand on on my point yeah. um, that look you need to get an online social presence. This is why. This is the feature of it. This is what it does. This is the advantage of it of it, and this is the benefit of of it all to you. I'll do it for free. There's no harm me doing it. You're not doing it anymore. It's perfect. Your membership numbers are dwindling. I know that because every single golf club membership numbers are dwindling. Yeah. So you need to, yeah. So, so, so then, yeah, I went this over a little education piece. I said, there's not, there's not much more I can really say. Let me just show you. Yeah. And then, as I say, it's, it's 40% of the people that were playing golf in the 80s are still playing golf now. That is, the, so if you, yeah. yeah. So it's 40% less, sorry. People playing golf now than there was in the eighties. That's how it's nuts. I have, I was looking at figures of um, members of golf clubs in the northern yeah. area of England. Every single club was just a solid graph, negative correlation. Like it, all, they're all going down, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's it's because of these golf and apocalypse. It is because of these really archaic rules and things like that. And it, it, it's a good article, so that's that's why I thought I'd bring it up. But just quickly. Bouncing back to mine, like with the marketing strategy, obviously I had, I work at the golf club as well, yeah. and uh, and I and I I got asked to do a marketing strategy and had a massive meeting, and I suggested social media. And I said, look, hundred percent social media and nothing else. I don't know, and they just point blank didn't believe me, like 
at all. Like, what, what the, what, if anything, they just laugh. Like, oh, well, you do it then. I was like, no, no, you need like a full time member of staff that can commit a serious amount of time to this. Well, like, outsource it. It's a big job, yeah. Uh, and they're like, nah, you do it. You you just spend like a little bit of time. I was like, oh, you know. like they just didn't believe it. But anyway, now in X months down the line, they finally realised, and I think so, they managed to let me do um, a Facebook competition, one Facebook competition, and within. 24 hours it had 360 responses and there were hot leads expecting a phone call from me and I went I can't ring 360 people in one day do you now see why you need more people it's like yeah fair so you, I had to prove it it's it's a case of with the old generation yeah. don't believe you and, and like, like um, we said on the first podcast as well but like the golf club you work at is 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 a modern facility by all standards like oh, yeah, yeah. Comp- especially especially in the golfing world yeah the one that comes i was at um the other day i asked what the marketing budget was for the year and it was a thousand pounds right it was a, it's a nine hole golf facility uh-huh. great little setup um and i asked where the, all the money went where, where they spent it yeah, yeah. Ads, in newspapers i said yeah i'm, I'm not be, like I'm not, I'm not trying to sort of um come across as being a bit overpowered and arrogant or anything but I said all the, all of that money every single I said I'm not going to tell you I run your business yeah, yeah. all of that thousand pounds should be removed from there and put into digital 100% don't even leave don't no. even leave 100, 200 yeah. forget it it is yeah. dead because and as well not only if they say oh it works it works right? it might get some business the, the <sighs> biggest thing with social media is it's actually proven and it's on your phone you see the results whereas if you put a 300 pound double page spread in a magazine which is how yeah. much it costs by the way 300 pound to get a double page of a magazine you actually never get the results you never know if it's paid off you just got to pr- oh, you just got to believe it oh yeah okay i think i think they've read it from that magazine no no instagram tells you 76 people but 200 people did this 700 people did this yeah. it reached 2 billion people whatever it's, it actually just gives it in black and white and by the way 300 pounds just for that issue and then it gets chucked in the bin whereas instagram it's there forever. It's there forever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, spend three hundred pound on an Instagram ad, and you're reaching hundreds, of thousands. thousands of people. Yeah, like ab- yeah, absolutely. Um, it's and, 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 and how well you can target these people. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I, I want to target <laughs> people between the ages of seventeen and twenty-seven. Let's see when you get some more juniors in. They need to earn an average income of over twenty-three thousand yeah. pounds. They have to have like this many golf pages. Yeah. Post about golf this many times. Like you can go so so narrow, yeah. and within and within your area, within ten, within ten mile radius. Imagine if you went to a marketing company back in the day and you said, "Right, I've got a job for you, Dave. <laughs> I want you to target people who are over seven foot, <laughs> people who live in Chesley Street. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> people who drive a red car. <laughs> they'll be like, "What are you talking about? Ask Instagram." And they'll be like, "Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's the people you're asking for. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if you knew this." Leave. I know we're taking a little bit off topic from golf, but we always do. We'll come very yeah, quickly back. Quickly back yeah. Just on social media, um, you know the Brexit. Yes. Vote Leave was won via social media. As was Donald Trump being elected. Yeah. It's just most money spent on Facebook ads. Durham Schoolboy as well, who ran it. Durham Schoolboy ran the Leave campaign. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch has recently played him in. Um, it's called Brexit on Civil War, Channel 4, worth a watch. Mentioned. Like, like the event, it comes yeah. back. Sherlock's sure. one of my favourite films. Yeah, it's class. It's um, number seven. I do apologise in advance. Oh, we're only on number eight. Um, <laughs> number eight. I do apologise for my uh, my reading skills. I've never been the best. So, number eight. Let's just, just read out the first point, should we go? Massive increase in entertainment options. This is a very this is good a big one. one. Viable yeah. alternatives. Yeah, it's, it's simple like economics what you get taught, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. So, do you want me to read that the rest of the paragraph? Or I, just go I with think it? I know, yeah. yeah. It's viable alternatives to golf. <laughs> Gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, point blank. Cheaper, more accessible on your phone that you've already got or had bought. More interactive with people of your with your age. There's yeah. nobody telling you you can't do anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But there is there, there are groups and there are rules in certain groups online when you're playing games, but they actually respect them, which goes to show kids do respect rules if they're enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the amount of viable alternatives and the fact that it's what the friends are playing, like it's a big culture hack. Like, 100%. If you want to get kids into golf, they should also they should also focus on putting money into gaming, golf games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah that's a good point. Let's make it relevant. Let's what stop are they doing? relevant on someone's phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, for example, now, if someone, if someone invented an outdoor Fortnite sport, it would be the most popular sport 
in schools I've because seen that actually, like, they'd run is, it? where they're nerfing each other with nerf guns and yeah. stuff like that exactly they they'll would, be popular yeah. If it was, yeah of course it would imagine the, the sort of after school clubs or the, or the sort of summer sort of summer clubs you go to yeah um, if you could play Fortnite outside with your friends yeah. you'd love it mate I've got an idea for you this is good for when we start doing just, just Jack's junior events have it yeah Lazy Links is one of the areas on the Fortnite map and it's Lazy Links it's a golf, golf course <laughs> it's a golf course on the Fortnite map it's called Lazy Links you talk about you talk about get the console and have the kids play. No, just when we do golf, yeah. actually outdoor, just mix it in with Fortnite because there is a golf course on well, Fortnite. We, 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 we could crack it out like junior, like junior camps. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. honestly, with that said, every kid, I promise you, every if any child listens to this podcast under the probably under the age of seventeen now, they'll they'll know exactly what Lazy Links and they'll probably be draw it. It's it's an area. And if you stop paying attention now, like I know you're you're obviously big in game with with Majora yeah. etc. You've got way more of a um, a keen eye for it and more relevant eye for it but I've just started looking I've started to think myself right try looking at what everyone's doing on the phone like actually look just be a bit nosy and see what they do on the phone yeah yeah every kid I've ever looked at what what's on the phone it's it's just Fortnite constantly. yeah it's, it's, I mean, it goes down the same but like yeah. it's mad how like at mass it is tell you what else has gone off the rails which is absolutely insane and another again it's another viable alternative to yeah. playing golf because anything you know, doing something. Anything. TikTok. Where the hell has this TikTok app come from? And how is it still a thing? You started sending me I TikTok know, videos. I know I did. Ages ago, it was massive in India. India was massive on TikTok. I'll tell you why it's big. In the UK, it's big now. I'll tell you why it's big because people have been pouring money into TikTok ads on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on Instagram it's, a lot as well. Is it just to be like? Like and you, TikTok, we're, we're pretty open-minded people. TikTok, but it, it is <laughs> diabolical. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Right. It's people overacting. I like, commented on a TikTok today. <laughs> it's just because you got to be right. I was going through them all. I'll see if the guy liked it. But yeah, the five alternatives. Just, just people pretend to act. Oh it's yeah, weird. it is strange. Do you remember about a year ago? It's dubbing the voice dub on Facebook. The, the dub thing. Yeah, yeah. dub voice, voice dub. Good Alexander. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, honestly, it's. Yeah, it obviously was around before that, but yeah. So that this uh, this is what today that second one made me burst out laughing. I commented. So just to show you quickly, this is the TikTok I saw today. <laughs> People are doing this at school. <laughs> just watch it again. Just there's a guy ukulele in every single one. <laughs> Crazy. So people go at school. So they're just there. So. <laughs> that, TikTok is a viable alternative to golf. <laughs> like, yeah. Anything is. That's the thing. Kids can do so much stuff now. So you need to be open. You need to open your doors more. Get, create more avenues towards golf. Number seven. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, we can breeze over this one because we've already kind of touched on it. A glacial approach or adoption of technology. Like well, they're, just, they're, they're just too slow. They're just too slow. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're taking too long to adopt things. By the time all the golf courses in the country have actually figured out social media marketing is the way forward, it won't be anymore. There'll be something better. Let's 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 hoist social media out the window for a second, right? We've we've talked about it a lot, yeah. and a lot of our listeners will probably know yeah. it. They're all of our age right? <laughs> they like social media, okay? We like, yeah, it. we get it, Mitchell. <laughs> Mickey, like, we, we get it. But if if you actually go on the golf clubs' websites, their websites are like 1999 yeah. ran things. Yeah. The weirdest shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like someone's done it on Word. Mm, they probably did. It's like. Word, with word art writing like yellow random Pix, yellow text pixel, blue and yet yellow blue text. background with yellow text <laughs> I'm looking at a golf club 100% like it's ridiculous it's got a phone number on yeah and the phone number they've all got the same they've all got the same yeah press one but it's like wow super old crest do you think, crest, do you think, do you think crest need to be a bit better make crest a bit more interesting oh, oh, oh mate you, sh- you should see one, one of the people I work with at the moment it's like it's blurry it's a blurry crest like, I'm like oh my god I'm actually, I'm going to spend money and rebrand it for you. Do you think golf clubs need to sack the crest off and get a logo of some of the sports teams in America? Or, or, cool. or, or just, or, or just or update the crest with, with something that's, that's been used in a modern bit of software? So, for example, Ramside's crest, let's just use that. They've got the Ram, and it is very old, it looks very old because it's traditional and stuff yeah. like that in golf clubs. But let's just say, imagine if a new MLS team came out and had something to do with the Ram. Imagine their badge. Do you think that would ever fit in with the golf? No, I, th- no? I think, like, yeah, they could, they could keep traditions and, and, have the, and have the crest at the club and stuff. They should have like a social media crest. Yeah. It's actually like Good shout. it's actually relevant. Double it up. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Number six, poor leadership 
And more interested in status quo, sponsorships, and political correctness. I'll start off. Than increasing play. <laughs> Old committees. Yeah, yeah, we, we touched on it earlier. <laughs> 100%. Um, they made the word committee anyway. If, if I just think of committee, I'm thinking, right, I'm thinking village hall, I'm thinking parish councils, I'm thinking objectors. People object to stuff. Yeah. There's just not one bit of positive energy that comes from the word committee in yeah. my personal experience. It feels like create, it's like creating work for themselves because they've got nothing else better to do with the time. They're picking the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's like people who people object to, to uh, pamper mission, that's perfectly fine. It's, it's, that, it's that sort of a mentality. Definitely. No, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, a lot of these do coincide with each other, but it's true. I mean, next one up is uh, no one in the golf business takes sales or sales training seriously. Oh, Mickey, right, I'm going to let you go for this one. I'll set you up for it, though. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, gets, Mickey gets sales training in inverted commas at work. And Mickey, would you like to explain to everyone what the uh, what the process is for testing out your sales capabilities? Oh, <laughs> Ellen, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you know my opinion on this. <laughs> oh man. So we have a club called the Fifty Nine Club, and I'm busy, right? I mean, well, so just 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 to, yeah. just just a sort of um, just a button in, in establish. These, this is not a Ramside owned 59 club. No. No, it is a separate company. It's a 100% standalone company uh, selling its services that I'm about to describe to golf sales clubs. Sales training services. And sales training services. To golf clubs. To golf clubs. When really golf clubs just need to set up some internal meetings and kind of go from there and then expand it. It's, it's, for, it's for when golf clubs just think, oh, we, okay, right, you're right, we don't have training because they have, to yeah. be fair, this company, 59 Club, has highlighted point number five well. They know that golf clubs aren't doing training, so they've just thought, we'll do it ourselves. But it's a, it's not, it's not the way to do it. Yeah. Um, so what happens is, yeah, well, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't actually tell you how to do anything. I've not been taught, really. They've, I get given a list of criteria after I've done it, essentially. Okay. Um, so what they do is they will attack the attack, I say attack. Um, they'll approach the golf club um, from all, all different forms. So they'll they'll send somebody. It's it's all mystery shoppers. They'll send somebody into the clubhouse to get a membership, like booking and things like that. They'll ring over the phones to get a play and stay booking. They'll ring over the phones to get a society booking. They'll email and they just assess how well you respond to it. Now they then mark it on about twenty or thirty different things, all out of ten, and then. They'll email you a week later and say, oh, this is the score that you got. This isn't your audio back. This is what you did right. This is what you did wrong. And honestly, some of it is just so menial. Like, I speak to a lot of people on the phone, like, and I can get through so many in 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And you've just got to come across nice in sales and actually be interested in the person. Whereas this goes to the extreme. And I swear down, if I stuck to the 59 club specifications and I got 100%, on it, the only person would ever please is a 59 Club operator, and there I would get 100%. If I spoke to a customer, how 59 Club would expect me to get 100%, that customer will have shot himself in the face by the end of the phone call because he'll be sick <laughs> of me asking him little questions, probing questions. Would you like buggy, sir? And where have you played for the last five years? <laughs> Did you enjoy it? And the last time, what, what's your budget? Fair enough, that's an important question. What do you have? Tell me about Robotic. the food. Yeah, it's all just churning. They expect you to churn out questions. It'll take you half an hour. You and ask when you, when you be on the phone all day and you're talking, you're talking to Jane, Helen, Mike, yeah. but all, the, all these different people that you used to talk to in your chatty voice, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get a phone call from, hi, this is uh, Trevor calling. I'd like to book a round of golf, please, for 18 holes for four people. You're like, oh, 59 Club. Yeah, <laughs> I know how to check that. <laughs> Hello, <now>. sir. <laughs> like this one. So 59 Club aren't based in the northeast of England. So, not the so, so straight away, I'll say that I, I know if it's, I write 59 Club and all my sheets of it is. <laughs> I've got one out of one so far. I'm waiting for the next one to come in. So, best thing is, if I, if I suspect it'll be 59 Club, I'll say, uh, Oh, so uh, whereabouts, where, where else are you looking in the Northeast? Oh, you know, just golf clubs around Newcastle. <laughs> 59 Club. <laughs> right, so you don't even know the name of any of the golf clubs. Where else are you looking at at the moment? Oh, there's this place in. Um, they can't even name, name could, it. Now. This one bloke couldn't even name another golf club. And I'm like, you're not comparing it to another golf club to get prices because you're actually from the 59 Club. I'm not daft. So it's, it's so over the top, it's so unnecessary. And the bottom line is, when I'm on the phone to them, I'm wasting my time. 
Yeah, I get nothing back from it. I genuinely get nothing back from it. I'd, I'd focus more from sitting down with them, with the people who are putting these out, and speak to them. Or learn how to DM. <laughs> or just learn how. Or learn how to do social media. Man. Back to the point again. Just that. That's that is what, sales. Yeah. You don't actually need to speak to people no, on the because phone. Because what we're talking about before is branding content. Yeah. Branding content is sales and marketing. Yeah. So the more content I put out, that is brand. Yeah. And it sells for us as well. Just a finishing point on that. So if I've got 59 Club on the bottom end of the scale, yeah. there's another company called Albatross Golf that I've been working I've seen with. Them. They top, look good. They're on the top end of the scale. Now, I work with a guy called James. <laughs> it's all good. I was working with a guy called James, and he's put a social media campaign out for me. And not only does it eliminate exactly what the 59 Club does, because it's probing questions I'm asking over the phone. It does all of that via Facebook. If you're interested, it'll ask you all these daft questions by an automated AI bot, and it'll give me all those answers in a spreadsheet. I'll then ring him armed with all that information that I don't need to bore him with and ask it, and I just say, when do you want to book? I see you want this, this, and this. When do you want it? This is the price. Fantastic, booked, done. It is so efficient, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Opposite end of the scale of 59 Club, it's inefficient. So yeah. It's all chills. It's yeah. It's uh yeah. But it number four. <laughs> murder, murder by the media. So golf has been slaughtered by the media now for over a decade, and the golf industry has done a pathetic job of fighting back. <laughs> Probably because they're asleep half the day. Like. <laughs> You're right. Most of the industry is like the top end of the scale or the retirement because they've not opened the doors to younger people yet so I mean either because they're, yeah because they're dead I think now though I think now I don't know if you'd agree I, I think for golfers I think although there's a lot less of the golfers in our generation things like that I feel like their voice is the loudest because social media again I know yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like you create groups of people on social media now that all have like-mindedness and all stick together and the kind yeah, of like rally the community is totally, community, yeah. totally rallying together so murder by the media now has a general fight so this i think is almost invalid because that fight is on the way I, you mm. can see it yeah like yeah i'm heavily involved in instagram and the golf world there's, and plenty. there's plenty of people who absolutely adore the game yeah and it's on the it, it has potential to come and back we're, and, we're, and we're seeing the diversity of people's enjoyment as well Totally. Like we're seeing more, like we've seen people play more nine holes, going on more golf and holidays. Yeah. Um, video and doing stupid stuff, stupid shots, different challenges. Definitely. They're getting most out of the game. Yeah. And I, I do think it'll, it'll come back purely because I think it's got so many benefits as well. Yeah. Like yeah. getting outside is is. I know it's, it sounds pretty old school, but like. No, no. It's 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 such a good benefit to you both mentally and physically. It clears your head. It gets you competing. It it's potential for a new set of friends. Yeah. It's something to focus on. Like it, Definitely. It's, it's, I could go on. I don't want to obviously no. bore a golf audience with what's what's good about the game because you all obviously know. But I know, think what it is yeah. is that you can't. You, that's something. The way the world's moving and the way virtual reality is going to be like more heavily impacting people's lives. Being outside and doing a sport outside like that is something you just cannot replicate in a virtual reality. It's in, and that's why it's got it's got a unique selling point for that. Yeah, and I think I, I also think if. If there's more and more obviously golf influencers and some good brand deals out there with some like with some cool ads etc., I think it could go a long way in promoting yeah. getting kids in the game. Hundred percent. Number three, got three left. This is a very quick one. Uh, we have touched on this. Golf takes too long. Way too. Yeah, long. it takes far too long. Yeah, hence why we're doing golf days nine holes, not eighteen. Yeah. Why? Because it takes half the time. Yeah, and like you still have just as much fun. Yeah, it it, it doesn't, doesn't take a genius, especially for people who aren't absolutely obsessed with golf. Twelve. 12 or 13 tee off box you, you're ready you get have a beer right they've changed something else exactly no. and people don't have that amount of time in one day yeah. all kids can't get there in time what, there's a whole plethora of reasons why totally but it is too long nine holes leave them wanting more like great eight holes in a professional game fantastic need to be reduced down in the amateurs so I can get people that's, started that's the point I think that's the, the yeah. focus professional point professional game fine eight holes but yeah. I think that's a good focus point for that 100% yeah. number two lack of marketing dollars I mean you know yeah, they they don't spend the money on, but that's the problem is it's lack of marketing dollars is because there's a lack of revenue because there's a lack of membership. Play. Yeah, it, that, it's, it's, it's a vicious, it's a vicious it's circle. Exactly, which is exactly why I'm that's why I'm doing ROI. That's why I'm like doing right work for free. This is how much I'll bring it and, and doing it like that. Always, always being positive for them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, and you're right. They, they, they don't have the market dollars to 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 pay a marketing person or to spend on on the correct form of of advertisement. Right? And then other points join up with that point. And they and lost the loss ends. Yeah, I mean they just yeah exactly. We need to think about other revenue streams like corporate golf days, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, hosting birthdays, parties, putting on their own competitions, hosting regional competitions. Um, there's so many different things you can do with it. Yeah, yeah. As I say, golf course 100 percent is a loss center. Membership revenue yeah. will no longer be the front runner of how the golf course makes the money. No. Oh, well, make make money is a bit of a, yeah. bit of a rich term, a rich sort of phrase at this point. But you know, yeah. I mean, get get money in. And the final point: yeah. arrogance and apathy at almost every level of the business. <laughs> the superiority. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's it's a. Pretty bold statement. We play golf. What about you? It's yeah. I mean, I get that. I see that. Um, And fortunately, it's not everybody. Uh, But it's it's a true. It's a good statement to make. I was speaking to a guy who's come over from Malta, uh, and he was a member of a club. Cost three thousand pounds joining fee in Malta. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had to pay fifteen hundred quid a year on top of that. So joining fee was three three grand, and then fifteen hundred quid actual 1500 quid membership fee um, and uh, cost you 60 quid to take a guest and all that sort of stuff and he said it was just ridiculous and I would go and the the people who were members there like before I got he's an English bloke and um, he's like the Maltese members that were there just treat me like absolute rubbish they said like essentially just made me feel unwelcome it was their club like do you want to play with me exactly like it's the arrogance of it it's in, in it and it's ridiculous because he was a sound bloke. I spoke to him for ages. He just signed up for membership in March. Um, so it's a click. It's quite. It's quite clicky, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Which is why people aren't joining. Which is why people, if they are playing golf, are playing a variety of courses. Yeah, and and it's it's companies like Just Jacks that essentially are going to be fighting against that. And it's the final point. And this is just it's viva, almost like a bridging community. Viva la revolution! <laughs> is, yeah. the, is, the, is the signature of that. <laughs> So I mean, it is. It is, yeah. it is. If you look at it from a cultural perspective, it is bridging the gap yeah. between like old stuck-up committee members and, and old school members and people who run the club to the youth or yeah. adults who just want to take part in the game but felt like they can't because they feel like they're inferior to to the golf club. Yeah, and don't really want to have to approach that awkwardness of turning up the golf club, not really knowing how to go on. Yeah, I, I think, think I think Josh Jacks will will bridge that with you, with the content we'll produce. And I think and I'll, I'll educate oh. the management as well at the club, which is what I'm always starting to do. I'm, I'm trying to get the tone right; it's difficult. Yeah. But trying to get the tone right to educate them that look, really look at changing your ways. I think you, when you said education there, I mean that sparks straight in my head. It's education across the board, but it's different education. You need to educate young people that golf is fun and it is available to you. You need to educate the older generation that golf is not just for them. And if you want your sport to survive, you need to open doors to the younger generations because they are the future, naturally. And then you need to educate the golf companies themselves to pick their game up. You need to educate the members of staff within train everyone but it's it's education across the board I and think. that's and, it, and that, that's why again so we're really you know, saying it again <laughs> a bit of a buzzword it's annoying to say all the time but the amount of content you can produce around those different pillars we can we can create content about playing nine holes and how it saves time create content about playing t-shirt it doesn't hurt anyone yeah there's so many different elements you can play on and create content for that will help explain this to everybody and bring it's, everyone it's into just, the yeah, same yeah, playing it's, field it's a good way of education content yeah. it's like it's everything isn't it it's and I mean all the time yeah and I think that's at uh, least podcasts of course exactly well yeah uh, it's 100% needs to come from somewhere um, and obviously you're you, you know from your point of view you yeah. love golf from my point of view I'm involved with golf from a business point of view and I understand it inside and out and you understand it inside out from two different points of view and yeah but we have the same opinion on it yeah <laughs> and the fact of the matter is I love golf and I want it to grow yeah and that's why the, that's why Just Jacks was born yeah, really. Yeah. It's awesome. Essentially, that's that's the fundamental sort of vision of it. Um, is create as many different products and services as we can to increase enjoyment and participation in the game. Yeah. Don't see ourselves as a, as a one-trick pony. We don't have a specialism in you know in, in a certain product or service. We're a media company that distributes content. It's or trying to distribute content at more and more scale. Yeah. And creating products and services around that that contribute to what we want to happen in the game. And that's exactly what we do. That's what we're trying to do. Just starting. The wheels um, are in motion, though. That's for sure. I like this podcast better, you know. It, what, yeah. I don't think it was as uh, yeah. I keep on. Um, I don't think it was as 
there wasn't as many funny moments, but it was a bit more poignant, a bit more um, topical related, a bit more structured. We didn't interrupt each other as much. Uh, yeah, we've we do that so be, much. If you could see a video on us, we'd be looking at each other, staring like, you go now, you go, <laughs> you go, you go. No, stop, yeah. stop, I'll shut up, I'll shut up. Yeah. Point of the screen. Just cues. Like, next point, next point. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a very animated podcast from our side because I'm obviously trying to get better at this. We've just started. Yeah. Um, I can mumble, talk too quick, interrupt, all that jazz. I so. think we both have terrible ability in, to. I'll tell you what I found hard in this one. Project the voice. Like, we just mumble so much, don't we? Yeah, because we're talking to mates. It's, yeah. like, it's hard. It, if, if we interviewed someone, it might be different. Yeah, good point. But the problem is, when we've tried to be a bit more eloquent and wait for people to take the turn and, and, and have a proper conversation, yeah. sometimes it's hard to have the, en- the high energy. Yeah, like, at a point like, it was like, this is too serious. Like, yeah, I, I felt like we were looking at each other. Like, jumping out the way we were sitting at each other. Like, it was like this is too serious. I feel like I'm in a business meeting, but it worked. And but I think you got to get yeah. the balance. I yeah, think that's what we need to do. Yeah, it's talk at that level. I think it'll come across better when we when we release it. God knows how it's how it sounds. I might be speaking a bit too soon. Mm. Um, but it's maintaining those energy <laughs> levels whilst also having a proper conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's a skill. Instead of just shouting at <laughs> each other, because we get so hyped. And the thing is. Because we have we're doing this for so long, well, yeah. we've had these conversations for so long, we have the ability to still pick out what the other person's saying yeah. whilst talking. Yeah, I know. It's, the next like, point it's, very, it's like a conversation without any breaks, whereas for the listener, all they're hearing is noise from me and noise from me. It's like, <laughs> which one do I focus on? <laughs> yeah, so it's quite a futuristic form of uh, communication, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we but all no, laugh. Sentences like, overlap. I'll ask you to do it, though. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Like, just an example, because it's... I, mean, I listened to Joe Rogan last night and he was talking the other we saw now we can guess what we're going to say and we t- yeah, yeah it's almost less words spoken but yeah. in a more frantic way totally that's what aliens the, the, the whole premise of what an alien looks like is is, is born yeah it's small mouths not talking as much yeah, yeah. sounds big heads more sign sort of the same sign language is way more understanding on a different level like yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. how communication is probably going to look like in 5,000 years People might be still be making noise and speaking, but it's going to be a universal language. Yeah, because like if I'm making a point, I already know what you're thinking because I can see from your eyes. I can see you if you agree with. Yeah. I already know you've agreed with me before I even finish the sentence. I already know if you've disagreed before you. Fin- it's like you yeah. can. Yeah. So yeah. I, was, I thought I thought I found that really interesting. That blew my mind a bit because I never really thought about it like that. I thought everyone just speak English. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But look where we've come from: Sanskrit and Latin. Ooh. Ooh. And- Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine not being able to communicate with a person like. But- before speech, before language was a thing. Wouldn't it be so thinking oh, how frustrating. Yeah. I've just want you to cook that like while, ah. I, while I'm doing this, you do that. Why do you try to build a house? Like us build a shelter. There'll be loads of this. Like, There'll be loads of this. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. We'll be bashing their heads off the wall, man. Just apes going crazy running in circles. Yeah. Uh, Smashing the bats off things. Here's a good one. For the next podcast, right? Yeah. I want you to think about if, if we look back from the dawn of time to what cavemen, for example... Dawn of time? Yeah, yeah, like if you're, if you're boiling water in, a, in some sort of pan. For a start, they didn't have a pan, so they didn't invent a pan. A Fine. Like, all the way to a kettle. Now we have a kettle. So we don't have to get the pan, get the water, get the fire. We have a kettle. So that's like... You know, have a kettle in the tap. So in the future, <laughs> yeah. what do you... Th- give me an item or something that's going to be different in the future to now. I, for example, integrated travel. Like... There won't be trains, buses, cars. It'll all be one pod that you jump in and the pod will have the ability to go to different tracks, different networks and stuff like that. I think we'll permanently be online. So I don't think there'll be any phones, whether it's a chip, whether it's a contact lenses or whatever, that'll be us being online. And that'll be our form of communicating to everybody everywhere. We'll have a a think of one for for the next podcast. Maybe think of something pretty straightforward like, your kitchen, you'll press a button and it'll cook your pasta and you won't even need to do anything because it knows where you've stored all your different items. Like on Spy Kids, when yeah. it's got those movies. Well, there's, there's cocktail mixes now where you just put all the, you, you stop the ingredients and then just say, right, I want a cosmopolitan and it knows. As long, yeah. as, it's, as, long as it's fully replenished, it'll be the same with the kitchen. Right, tonight I want spag ball. Get your iPad off the wall, spag ball. There you go, and the kitchen will just crack on. Or just have things in one drink that Give you have. Mickey, I'm finished with your spag ball. Or you just wake up <laughs> and have a drink. A, a pint of mix. Walsh and Gromit style. Done for a week. Walsh and Gromit style. <laughs> or what? Just like a, a one off like a, a, a replacement, yeah. Really? Like you see that slowly, slowly release itself in your body at the, yeah. the right times. Yeah. Give you the correct levels of insulin, correct levels of sugar levels, correct protein levels, for the people who correct just carb don't levels. Care. For yeah. people who like, 
a lot of people now are just well, you, you know with the whole veganism trend people just want to sort of eat what, um, what's, what, what's good for them and then the taste has become secondary to it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people I'll don't go that. vegan because they think it's really, really tasty. Yeah, they do yeah. it because of their ethical, I well, apparent ethical and moral code, and then decide and then look for alternatives. That are just, uh, I could see myself living a life without food or water if I was constantly satisfied and my body was getting enough. Yeah. I, I don't. It's mm, annoying. Yeah. I, I love my food, right? But if you look at it in a from a practical perspective, point of view, yeah, it's not practical to have to eat three, four, five times a day. Yeah, that would be that would be a great one. Yeah. So yeah, maybe the way we consume food. If you think about it, it's just energy. So how else we can we get get energy? That yeah. is essentially it, isn't it? I was reading. Um, I saw something on Dragons Den. Just a, just a quick one, just a note on what you said about energy and things. Uh, there was a company that you would send off like your doctor's report or your blood's report or whatever, yeah. um, and this machine would calculate what you're lacking and things like well, that, seen, and it would yeah. buy, be, bespoke a pill for you and say, right, that is what you need. And it's bespoke to almost every human. There's that many different things of what you. You need as a body more. I'd be lacking compared to what you'd be lacking, and it'd be totally See, different. I guess. Um, on, I guess on that again, it's on the way. About medicines and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think we all forget that pharmaceutical companies run medicines. Whatever is possible for them is what they're going to push to hospitals and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Oh yeah. Like, like, there's a new documentary coming out called I think it's called like psychedelic or psychedelic or something, which is all plant-based medication right. that just gets shut out. Like. What do you think an indigenous tribe does if someone gets ill? Yeah, use the plants that surround them. Some of it is amazing, but if it's yeah, not popular yeah. for the big for the big sort of corporations, well, it's not going to get released to the masses. <laughs> Cannabis, for example. Oh, yeah. Stuff like um, stuff like uh, what was it? Um, what's it called? I don't know. DMT. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, DMT. <laughs> That's a different um, podcast. So, so, like, yeah, I was going to say XC, but MDMA. For example, right. they're doing stuff at the moment uh, called MDMA therapy for people I've with post-traumatic stress disorder. I've heard this. Where they, where they give them a certain dosage, I don't know what the procedure is, but if you can completely transform their perspective on yeah. what they're currently thinking, gets people out of depression, people yeah. with schizophrenia being treated properly. I've seen it. Problem is, it's had this. It's obviously got a negative sort of stigma attached because people abuse yeah, the fuck yeah. out of it well of course it so it's because when something like that's not regular I think, I think it's, our generation is going to be one that opens its mind to the possibilities and uses of illegal of, substances now that will yeah. be illegal in the future or of anything that had a stigma once attached to it and people actually starting to think for themselves oh, at, least, at least I hope people think for themselves because that's yeah. one of my biggest penates is people just jump on the bandwagon and believe what everyone else believes without if, actually questioning it. If I read in the news, yeah. right, that tomorrow there some some sort of pharmaceutical company was researching into heroin that could cure the common cold, I would never turn my nose about it. I'd just be like, if you can figure it out properly, you know what I mean, fine. But there'd be so many people that'd be like, no way, just because it's, obviously it's, the heroin's absolutely terrible. But yeah, no, if, if they said you can manufacture it in a way that it's totally safe, it'll cure that, crack on. Now, and, and again, like like cannabis, for example, like in the sixties, it was they put all the propaganda was released to make it sound like it was this hippie losery drug, uh, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now now people are mass smoker for all sorts of different reasons, right? For for, for, for pleasure, to stop seizures, um, it's a to help with cancer treatment. There's so so much to it. It is a plant at the end of the day. Yeah. And there's a reason why it's now become a multi-billion pound industry. You don't see these stigmas stick around when there's some money involved there. No. Definitely. Like that's why it's a prime example of why people should think objectively and think for themselves. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I've become, I've, I'm trying to become even more, more, more less sort of, um, uh, sort of less quick to to, to judge or yeah, create yeah. an opinion. If someone comes up to me and goes, I have to take this amount of heroin in the morning. I take this MDMA. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been extreme. It's a very extreme example. But the point yeah, is, yeah. I'm now more inclined to think. Oh right, let, let, find, let, let me learn about this. How, how, why, why you do that? How do you find it? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Not going to do it. Or you're a fucking loser. Yeah. You're not going to do it. Exactly. You're just going to be like, tell me more. What? How do you yeah. function? Like yeah. what? Is, what? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm yeah. I'm totally with you on that one. Like Let's mushrooms. Mushrooms. I'm not even talk about. I'm not even talk about the. I, I'd I'd try them as well. I've never never tried them, but I definitely would. In a, in a, I would, environment. I would 100% try them. I'd love to try them and see, see what it does. But I'm, but like the, the benefits of mushrooms are ridiculous. Yeah? Ridiculous. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I've, I've only listened to podcasts about them two or three times. So I'm not in a position where I can start talking uh, in depth about what they are. But I'm urging everyone, if they're interested in this sort of thing in, in modern medicines, etc., to look at fungi 
in, oh, in mushrooms yeah. and the benefits. Joe Rogan's done one on this, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember. I, can't remember I think we stats. listened to it very briefly. I wish I could remember the stats. I literally wish I could remember the stats, but I remember just being mind blown. Yeah. I read one that. Um, well, DMT is from a frog, isn't it? DMT is from a frog. What's it called? Diametrid. Yeah, I forget the long names, word. The chemical names. But no, I mean, I think I think we can cover that sort of stuff in a in a separate podcast. Um, yeah, we can. Because that's a whole different rabbit hole. That yeah, you, yeah, you get me. You get me going. Yeah, you warm me up. Yeah. So I've, this is the sort of one that I mean we're in Amsterdam next week. Yeah, I straight up think we should do a podcast while we're, while we're in Amsterdam. Hundred percent. We don't need that much equipment. I figured I've, you know when we saw obviously we'll do a podcast in the car, get one out of the way with, brilliant, and then we're both going to take a pair of Apple headphones with the microphone on, and I guarantee you that sound quality will be good enough to produce a podcast out of. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. It'll just be a bit crack. It'll just be not as good as as this, I guess. Um, but isn't it funny how we've gone? To talk about sort of um, the, the future of medicine and, and psychedelic drugs is a it, it is a very positive thing. Like I kind of feel like like this sort of thinking is what's required in the golf industry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> golf, forward golf, thinking. Golf is where cannabis in the sixties were. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, totally. Just yeah, it just you need it. That's quite good. It's a good link to the two topics that were so polarized. That could be the title of this podcast. Yeah, golf is the marijuana of the 60s. Yes. <laughs> Catch up. Like, comment in 2019, please. Madness, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy world, man. In Just a final point from me is that when you say that, you, you, golf is in the 60s, that, I think it was me and you had the discussion where time travel in its natural form isn't possible as far as we're aware in this current reality yeah of course but the ability to time travel in your mind is quite like quite possible because if you live in LA like Gibby did for X amount of years yeah yeah, and it's he had he said he had you can rent scooters that he jumps on and gets about he's come back to Durham which is still quite advanced and he still feels like he's 20 years behind imagine if you went from LA to being able to just open your phone pay for a pizza with your thumbprint and it'd be at your door within 20 minutes to go into one of the tribes in India that are protected by India that don't even have technology they just have sticks and they stab (laughs) each other that is going back in time thousands of years yeah I love that perspective I heard that recently actually for, 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 for the first time depends how you look at it because time is a concept we've created as humans with a 24 hour clock etc etc when really, what about what? What if time travel is actually just a, a, a human development? Going to a different culture, yeah, yeah, cultural development. That's what I mean, so that's what yeah, that we talk, we, we brought this up the other week when we were making the first podcast, and we cut little bits out. Um, I mean, six, six yeah. person in the fifties mindset. There'll be tribes out there who, who live like who've got the mindset that sort of some humans in the fifties, for example. Yeah. If you chuck, if you chuck someone from the fifties and just put them bang in the middle of Newcastle and yeah. watch them, it would be the funniest thing. Ever. Yeah. Oh, that would be... If that was possible... It's like I mean, Thor, like when Thor... Goes yeah, yeah it is, it is, it is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you could do that. I mean, that's a thing. You could take somebody out of somewhere that's never even like... That that's, that's ne- doesn't even know what a phone is. There will be yeah. people like that. If you put them in the middle of Newcastle, imagine. But who... But that's the other thing. What would they do? Who would just say where the progressive ones? Because there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of negatives to all this, to the progression of, of Western culture and technology. We're destroying the planet with what, what we're was doing. If we, what, yeah. was if, what was it if, if, if indigenous tribes are saying, oh, imagine putting one of them Westerners that yeah. we've heard about once into our tribe, how would we get? Because guarantee a camera on us in the jungle would be funny to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what you see when people, when documentaries go, you can yeah. tell them looking at them like, there's yeah. a guy. See, like, if, if you can live a happy and fulfilled life, then who's to say who's what we're doing is progressive or not? Yeah. Totally. Good point. Because if you think about it, they probably have less stress than anybody. More family orientated, probably stronger, healthy relationships. They live together as a tribe, have a bit of crack. Like their day to day basis, their day to day problems is we just need to get some food. So, yeah, you know? I mean, I, I, love, I love technology and everything like that, but it's just funny to look at it that way. What was if where the. What happens if we're regressive? Because even now, technology is still the root of a lot of problems. Because I tell you what got me on that, I actually heard a podcast this morning, another Joe Rogan one, it was a clip, like a 10 minute clip, um, and they were talking about the Egyptians and how the temples were built and like how they can't replicate it. It's all done because academics have this air of arrogance, much like committee members, much like golf club members, right. um, have this sort of this air of arrogance that they're the progressive ones and we are in, in everyone should be what we are. Yeah. But he's like, we can't even work out how they built the pyramids or the, or the or a load of other stuff. Like, how can we just assume that we're the progressive ones? Yeah. 
We don't know. It's a good point. We know the Earth's 13.8 billion years ago. That's as far as we can see. Back. That's as far as we've figured out. As we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all we know, it's infinite. We don't know the size of the universe, for example. Like, yeah, there's a lot of arrogance in academia. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. in academic thinking as well. So, like, it just sort of correlates nicely with the whole golf club mentality, I think. Everyone just needs to sit back, relax, and have an open mind. Totally. Def. 100%. I mean, that pyramid's point. I mean, I've, I watch conspiracy theories all the time. People say they're built by the aliens and stuff like that. It's meant, obviously, they weren't. I mean, but the, the, the stats, not the stats, I mean, history shows that everyone thinks they're built by slaves. That would take thousands of people yeah. to do that. Apparently, that's no longer the, the common thought. Apparently, it was built over years and years by genuine, hard-working, intelligent people who just wanted to build it. Like, they were not slaves at all. Because it was their purpose. life's work that, to, to do yeah. this. Like you say, there were people who were, like, superiorly intelligent so we're going to build this absolute monster. I mean, look at the cathedral, for example. Like what? And the other thing that always makes me creep, like feel creepy as well. You go back a thousand years, everyone's like swan around at five foot two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are not like what, what we class as midgets nowadays. Yeah. Running around building these things, like I was thinking like these little balls around it, and it makes me laugh. But, like, it's, <laughs> do you think it's because we no longer need to? Because we've invented things to do it for us, like, and we just kind of settle with what they can do because we're too lazy to actually put the graft in and do something yes, ourselves. But then the, the, the sort of the normal person would just sort of think that'll make things better, not worse. Yeah. Like, show you more possibilities, not less. You think it would, but then you're then restricted by technology's advancement, and I know that's it, that, that sounds so ridiculous that no, sentence yeah. because technology has taken us to heights that we've never when we were, we were in space because of technology for example yeah yeah but exactly, yeah. at the yeah. same time is it restricting us because we are limited to what technology can do like you say technology right now can't rebuild the pyramids can no, it no no it can't it can't and there's a whole other again like i know about these topics enough on the service level to know how and why they're interesting not, but yeah. i don't i don't actually i couldn't actually sort of quote the the, the detail that I've, that I've listened to and, and, and make a good point. I mean, yeah. a lot of my points I felt for the last sort of 15 minutes. Oh, again. <laughs> I got a shock in my life. The last 15 minutes of being quite sort of uh, quite uh, sort of vague and random, but found them interesting anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think we need to probably study these in a bit more depth to, to really like sort of get a get a better opinion. Definitely. No, no, uh, 100%. Um, got anything more you want to cover today? No, I think, I think that does us for podcast three. I really enjoyed that one. It, that, felt, it yeah. felt a lot. It felt it felt better. It felt I, like an improvement. The less laughs, we'll get that. We'll get that sword. That's energy levels. Yeah. But at least someone could actually listen to us and know what on earth we're talking about. Yeah. Well, maybe for maybe for thirty minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> we sort of meant to stop about twenty minutes ago or yeah. twenty-five. Who knows how long we've been going for? I don't actually um, know how long we've been streaming for. But yeah, I don't know. I hope you enjoyed. I've been just jacks. That's been my JoJo. Good night. Goodbye. We'll God see bless. you next time. We're on the way to Amsterdam. Smoking a pancake. <laughs> Breakfast, baby. Goodbye. <laughs>